Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Jared. And welcome to the Fixate and Binge podcast, where we discuss our fixation with films and television by digging deep into the themes and messages that transcends entertainment. And offer our insights and analysis into what makes something worth your time and binge-worthy right now. Okay, here we go. Yep. All right. Joe, why don't you start us off today? Really? Yeah, you get the honor. All right. I feel like I feel like a pacer car at the NASCAR event. <laughs> I get to I get to ride around the track. Vroom. Vroom vroom, guys. <laughs> so, um, the kids are back in school. Uh, summer is coming to a close. Jared, how are you doing? Fantabulous. I like it. Fantabulous. That's the word of the day. Yeah. Fantabulous. And in honor of Pee Wee Herman, if that's the word of the day, what do we do? Uh, rest in peace, Pee Wee. We loved you, man. Um, I, I really did love his show. Yeah. When I was a kid. Mecca Lecca High, Mecca Johnny Ho. It was crazy, funny, weird. It was cool. Yeah. I loved that show as well. Um, and his movies, awesome. Yeah, and that was how Tim Burton got his start. That was his first major oh. movie was Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Okay, well, that was a solid first go. Yeah, Pee-wee Herman's concept helped launch Tim Burton. I mean, there's so many quotable lines in Pee-wee's. <laughs> even even his little dance in the biker bar yeah. to the champs tequila. Still iconic. <laughs> He's doing that yeah. dance. Uh, I used to do that when I was a kid. Anyway. Uh, rest in peace, um, Pee-wee. He also gave us one of the best death scenes of a character in the movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer. One of the best death scenes I've ever seen, ever, ever. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah. No. Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Luke Perry and um, the late Luke Perry, unfortunately. And um, oh, what was the actress that played Buffy before Sarah Michelle Gellar took over on TV? Oh, uh, I, don't, um, I don't remember. I can't remember her name. Um, she doesn't make movies anymore. So anyway, without further ado, we are going to discuss some TV shows that you can binge right now. In many cases, the entire first seasons or second seasons are out. Mm -hmm. If you're like me and it's a Friday night or a Saturday night or a Sunday night and there's nothing to do and or a Tuesday night or a Tuesday night. Well, it is for you. You know, none of your kids are in school. <laughs> Not me. I can't stay up late. <laughs> So if you're looking for something to watch on TV that's worth your time, Jared and I have compiled a list of some shows that I think are just wonderful to binge and enjoy with your roommates, your best friends, your wife, your girlfriend, hopefully not your mistress. And <laughs> mistresses need entertainment too. Or your concubines, your polygamous wives. Well, you know. <laughs> We'll just move on past that. Um, so we've put together a, a brief list. We're going to talk a little bit about them. Many of these shows we assume that you're probably already watching. And, and we've not. already talked about some of them. But, yeah, we have. The thing is, though, moods change. Sometimes, you know, one Tuesday night, I might feel like just a no-brain activity, uh, just a, an easy-watching show that I don't have to think about, don't have to consider someone else's th feelings. I just want to be entertained. Yeah. Other times I feel like getting into some drama or some action or whatever. We've got a lot of, we've got a lot of options here for you for a lot of different moods. So agreed. <clears throat> let's jump right on in. Okay. I'll start platonic. Okay. Okay. We've, we've talked about this and all of my picture actually on 
Apple TV. This show, I've talked about it before because I'm such a big fan of it, starring Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. Now, these two have also starred together in Neighbors and Neighbors 2. They have great chemistry. I think they've starred in some others too, but those those are the, the two movies that come to mind right off. But they have really, really good chemistry together. It, they've been working together for years now, yeah. and they do a really great job together. So it's about two old college besties. that They were never interested in each other romantically, but they were very, very close. They had a falling out, lost contact with each other. When Seth Rogen's character got divorced, Rose Byrne's character heard about it and reached back out. And it is the stories about their them getting back together and resuming their misadventures. <laughs> it's light, it's funny with some serious moments, but mostly silly and some pretty ridiculous fun. The dialogue is snappy, but realistic. And it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's just a really, really good time. It's just a fun time. Yeah, you can dig in and there's some themes in there of of serious of a serious nature, marriage. I don't need to get into it because that's not the focus. It's <laughs> just fun. It's funny, it's well-written, and it's a good time. It's one of those things where you can sit down, you can be entertained in a very intelligent way and just enjoy the ride. It's really, really a good time. Awesome. So that's my pitch for that one. Okay, how about you? Um, I'm going to... My first one I'm going to pick is one that we're both watching. Um, it's, on, it's on your list as well. Yeah. And we've talked about it before. Uh, the Foundation, also on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Um, what an ambitious TV show. Yeah. Of course, based on the books written by the greatest sci-fi writer I think we've ever had, and that's Isaac Asimov, mm-hmm. who is a deeply intelligent and thoughtful man. And it's about uh, a vision of the future, and it's about um, planetary travel, and about destiny, and fate, and consequences, and... Um, Politics, greed. All of it. Power. Re- religion, the mm-hmm. role of religion in the cosmos, and um, I just, I love it. I mean, it's visually... Oh, um so... So stunning. Yeah. I mean, I just can't believe it. I mean, there, there were times when I would watch Game of Thrones and, and went back. This was when Game of Thrones had made its money. It found its audience and the budgets. You could tell the budgets were enormous mm-hmm. because it just was like, man, this is like a movie and a TV show. That's what's happening here in Foundation. The amount of special effects and scenes. And I mean, it's it looks like the greatest uh, sci-fi movie footage you've ever seen. And it's a TV show. So the budget's enormous. It's great. And it's there's so many characters and there's a lot of mystery. And anyway, season two is now available, not completely available because it's they're releasing episodes mm-hmm. in season two every week. Um, so you season one, of course, is available and we're um, approaching had the mid mark of season two. But you could totally binge season one right now yeah. and jump right into season two. But this one, this one is I don't know if you're if you're into sci fi at all. This is sci-fi plus drama plus... The way I see it is it's kind of like... Do you remember Star Trek? The old show Star Trek, sure. of course. Yeah. It, that's a, it's basically a drama con. You know, it's <laughs> a situation drama yeah. kind of, right? It's not, it's not a comedy. Dramedy? Well, it's, Have you ever heard that, dramedy? Of course, yeah. yeah but it, it's basically in, in the original and in the, the remake or the later editions of Star Wars. Sure. The shows, each episode wrapped up itself nicely. 
there was some carryover, but it wasn't like it wasn't like a a series that you had to watch from beginning to end, right? Right. It was they had a message to share, they had a little story to tell, and then that was it, and then it's opened like, up. It's like serialized, and each episode's story and its plot is kind of self-contained. Right. right. Yeah. Got it. So then you look at Star Wars. Okay, Star Wars is more of a serious nature. There's some lighthearted moments here and there with C-3PO being silly, but mostly it's it's of a serious nature, life and death consequences, all that stuff. Foundation to me is like those two combined, but with other aspects that, like like Joe said, the the effects, the filming is stunningly beautiful. The concepts are deep and very, very realistic to our world. And there's a lot to think about, but there's also, you could just sit back and watch the show and be absolutely mesmerized and taken away across the galaxy. I'm pretty sure that none of it was filmed in space, but it sure as hell looks like it. It definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's so, so well done. And you look at the struggles that we have for survival here in this world. Imagine that on a galactic scale. So good. It's, It's just so good, you guys. Go see it. Watch it if you haven't already. It's so, so well done. Totally agree. Okay. What's your next show, Jerry? Next one is Shrinking, also on Apple TV. Oh, yeah. Okay, I've talked about this one as well. And this is my my next level pitch to get you guys to try this one. This is It's starring Jason Segel, Jessica Williams, and Harrison Ford. I mean, that's a good cast. That's a really good cast. So this is about a therapist, Jason Segel, who is struggling to stay afloat mentally, emotionally after losing his wife while trying to rebuild a relationship with his teenage daughter and just to regain some happiness in life after his wife dies. There is lots of real-life heavy emotional topics addressed, but it's expertly, I think, expertly punctuated with humor to lighten things up. It's a show anyone who has dealt with any sort of personal loss or emotional pain can relate to, but it's not a dramatic pity fest. It just isn't. It gets very real, while also being digestible and very relatable and really, really funny. I mean, there's not a single episode that isn't just hilarious in its own right. So, you know, it's one of those things where, I don't know, we watch different things for different reasons. This show is one that commiserates with all of us. It's been there. These people have been through some shit and they understand, they get us. They get why we're hurt, why we're why we're in pain, and then they throw in the comedy aspect that just lightens it all up and helps us feel better about our situations. It's just, it's really good. It's really good. It it's going to make you cry a little bit if you have any sort of a soul, but it's going to make you laugh out loud all the time. So that one, I, I cannot imagine this not winning some prizes, some awards, because it's. The writing is so well done. The acting is perfect. It's it's a masterpiece. I, and I really, really hope they come out with a season two. So far, it's just season one. But it's not. there's no cliffhanger that you have to worry about. There's definitely room to keep going. But even if they never do anything else, it's still absolutely worth your time. It's a really, really excellent show. Yeah, I. it's not something I've... I've- dived into lately and it's i think it's because my wife and i are trying to cycle through mm-hmm. some other shows that we're watching and then we'll circle back yeah i mean that's what we do with house of the dragon we circled back a year after everyone else had already seen it yeah um and and that's just going to be a show that i'm sure that when i circle back and finally sit down and watch it i'll be kicking myself for not watching it yeah. sooner and it has nothing to do with just not 
um, you just haven't sold me, Jared. No. It has nothing to do with that. It's just there's so tons. many other shows competing for time. Yeah, tons of shows. I totally understand it. Yeah. Um, my, sh- my show um, is on Peacock Plus, mm-hmm. and it's called Poker Face. And you may have heard that. It stars Natasha Leone. Natasha Leone, of course, um, she was in the... She's done a lot of stuff, actually, but she was in the um, American Pie movies. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in. She was more recently in the Orange is the New Black yeah. um, television show, and she's fantastic in that. Um, in this one, she plays a kind of a, a savant, a really intelligent, smart person who can, for some reason, tell when people she can she can um, read when people are telling the truth or when they're lying to her. And as a result, um, each episode links to the previous episode. So there is like a running story that kind of carries it through that first season. But as she is, as she goes on the run, I'll just give it that away. She goes on the run. So each episode, she's in a new location, pretending to be somebody else trying to hide. Mm-hmm. And it talk about attracting bad luck everywhere she goes there's a crime to solve so this is an homage to um peter falk's the colombo detective series how brilliant he was Mm -hmm. um this is very similar to that too the structure of the episodes are just like colombo they show you how the crime Mm -hmm. in the, the perfect crime apparently the perfect crime is executed and then they show colombo unravel all of it and figure out what really happened. Well, the same thing goes with Natasha Leone's character in Poker Face. She can unravel everything. And there's it's just really clever and it's smart and it's dark and it's funny. Um, and it's made really well and I've loved it. And if you're looking for something that is going to hold your attention and keep you guessing to the very end, each episode is like that. And it reminded me a lot of Psych and Monk. Yes, Okay. Very, very similar. Have you seen any episodes of Poker Face? I have, yeah. Okay, I've yeah. seen like three or four episodes. Okay, good. Yeah. Wow. And I, I will admit, I didn't I didn't love it just because I am already a big fan of Psych and Monk. So it okay. felt like kind of a rehash. I think Natasha Leone, I think her voice annoys me. <laughs> that kind of husky yeah, coffee just, and cigarettes yeah, voice. Yeah, it just annoys me. I don't, I don't, I can't tell if it's real or if it's affected, but... I think it's I. She sounds like she was raised in the Bronx. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, but, I mean, it is really well done. Yeah. I just it's not my favorite, but it's light watching. It's uh, nothing you have to focus on or concentrate and on I, very much. I didn't watch Monk or Psych, okay. and I've I've been told, oh, you missed out, and yeah. I probably did. Um, and that might be why this felt like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I think that it, it kind of reminds me of uh, our conversation with Deontay recently where we're talking about film noir. Yeah. You show the crime up front, show how it's solved later. Yeah. There's no narration in this show, but it is really cool how they how they show her figuring stuff out. Yeah. I do think this poor woman has seen so many horrific <laughs> crimes. <laughs> Can't she just go to the countryside and live in peace somewhere? She like weaves a path of destruction everywhere it's she terrible. goes. Is yeah. she bad luck or does she just have bad luck? I, I don't know. What I hope is. they address that in season two. No, no, no. You are, you are bad luck. You everywhere you go, people yeah. drop like flies. It's terrible. <laughs> That's so good. All right, and then you had one last one or two, two more. Yeah, I have two more. All right, fire away. Okay, so my other one, and I'm not through season one yet, but it's also on Peacock Plus, and it's called Miss Davis, and it's interesting. 
It's very interesting. It's about it. Well, I'll give it away a little bit. I'm not spoiling it, but it's a little bit about artificial intelligence taking over the world hmm. and doing the thinking for us um, and kind of controlling and manipulating society um, and bending certain perspectives and trends to its will. And you have this woman who's a nun um, and she goes by the name Miss Davis. I'm not sure. I, I mean, there's probably a better explanation for this, but she is determined to upend this AI's stranglehold on our society, on global society. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that's such a timely concern. I mean, we have chat GPT. Yeah. We've got congressional hearings with the creators of some of these AI programs and software that are saying, what's the end game here? I mean, is this Skynet? Are you guys going to take over the world? Are we going to have the T-1000 come from the future and kill us all? <laughs> if you have, you come with me if you want to. Okay, this is a very bad Schwarzenegger impersonation. That was pretty solid. Was that pretty good? I, 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 I didn't think it I sounded... It was pretty good, Joe. I, I that wasn't, was bad. I didn't think I sounded Austrian as much as I sounded like a like a Transylvanian. That's what <laughs> I want to suck your blood. Um, they all kind of blend together. It, Slavic countries. That's all in Europe somewhere. Uh, oh, sorry if we've offended any European listeners. <laughs> I'll be I'll be apologizing on the next episode <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's I mean I I like that. Now it's what's the tone of it? The tone of it is is uh it's dark comedy. Okay, it's, it's action and it's mystery and it's dark comedy. It's got elements of like the Da Vinci Code mm-hmm. uh, novels in it, so it's dealing with that. But it's an adventure series. Cool. And you got to watch the previous episode to really fully grasp what's going on in the next episode. It's enjoyable. So if you're looking for a bit of mystery, a bit of adventure with a timely current event or a current issue, I think Miss Davis on Peacock is the best show you can watch on Peacock Plus right now. That sounds cool. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's really clever. And last but not least, Black Mirror. Black Mirror. How did we go through all yours already? Are you sure? Did you omit one? No. You've got, I only had the three and we shared one. Oh my goodness. I, 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 I have too many selections. This is great. Okay. So Black Mirror, um, the, the, I mean, if you've been living in a cave, I mean, Black Mirror has been out for years. Yeah, it's the, been around for quite a while. They're on their sixth season. The creator of Black Mirror is kind of like the Rod Serling of our time. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Charlie Brooker. He's English and he's very, um, uh, he's, oh my gosh, his, his wit is very dry and he likes to make cautionary shows about the dangers of too much technology in an evolving world mm-hmm. and in our society and the role that technology and like, just like Miss Davis, right. the role that uh, technology can play in our lives and how it manipulates us and twists us. And each episode is so unique it is so clever. And that's what I love about it. I, I have seen several episodes. Okay. I haven't seen it all. Yeah. But my boys actually introduced me to the show. Okay. And they had a few favorites that they showed me. Uh, my wife, I, I will just tell you this, Heidi didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> so your spouse, our listeners, your spouse may or may not like it. I don't know. But it's it's dark. Uh, often each of the episodes is very dark material, very dark comedy, but intriguing and really, really excellently written. I I really enjoyed it. And the cool thing about it is each episode is standalone. You, there's, oh, yeah. there's really no tie-in. It's not an ongoing story. And they bring in some very big names to act in each of these episodes as it's gained popularity. You get bigger and bigger names 
portraying various characters. So it's one of those things where you can pop that in during a lunch break, any evening, you can jump around, you can, there's no carryover one to the other. You can watch them independently of each other without suffering any sort of plot lines. I could not agree more. Um, that's a great that's a great selling point about the series. I challenge you to have Heidi sit down with you if you haven't watched this episode already. Season three, the episode is called San Junipero. Okay. And it is heartbreaking. It is beautiful. It is sharp. It is clever as hell. All right. And it is one of the best hours of TV I have spent in years. Okay. San As a standalone episode, San Junipero of season three, you and Heidi got to sit down and watch that, and I'll bet you she comes around and changes her mind a little okay. bit about Black Mirror. All right, I'll look. I'll look it up and watch yeah, it. I could list so many other shows, um, but you know, what do you do when you can't go out and your wife is studying for her master's <laughs> and you can't go away on the weekends and you watch a lot of TV? Yeah. So I know I've watched more TV than you have because I'm less adventurous as you right now. <laughs> well, you're tethered. I'm, I'm not tethered. Not as tethered. That's true. I'm fettered and tethered. <laughs> so I'm under house arrest. Um, I've got an ankle bracelet and everything, you know. So um, those are the shows. Yeah. Those are, and I, I think there's some solid picks. There's something for everybody. Check them out. Look them up if you haven't heard of them, if you've been waiting to watch them, if you're looking for something to watch with your significant other Here's some really solid picks that I think will entertain you, enlighten you, and be interesting. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. It, and if you, any of our listeners um, are in love with a TV series and, oh man, you guys didn't watch this one or you didn't mention this one, let us know. Let us know. And I could list off another five shows. Another, I know. That, that's but we'll be thing. here all night. For one, I've heard that Hijack is really excellent. And I'm, oh, it is. I, I will be starting that very soon. So that one's on the list right away. One of our guests from England, John Rising, he recommended this show called Mr. Inbetween, ah. and it's an Australian TV series, okay. and it's on FX or Hulu. Brilliant, brilliant, addictive. Okay. Loved it. All right. Also very good. There's another one. And yeah. like Joe said, we could keep going, <laughs> but could. alas, time is limited. <laughs> That's right. And <laughs> we could just keep going forever. We could. We could. But we will. We'll be back with other episodes. Yeah. So we will keep going forever. Just yeah. in, you know, one hour... 40-minute increments or so. And the great thing about it is because of the advancing of AI, there's enough digital imprints of our voices <laughs> that even after we're dead and gone, this podcast will just continue to go on live for on. millennia. Yeah, it'll just be out there forever. It's a beautiful thought. Get used to us. We're never going away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Party on. Party on. <laughs>